For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Cynthia Thompson, a professor of public health at the University of Arizona and a researcher in the Cancer Center. Welcome, Cynthia. Hello. You led a team that developed the latest version of the American Cancer Society's guidelines for cancer prevention. We won't go into the detailed recommendations, but what is there a single most important thing that people can do in terms of nutrition or lifestyle to stay healthy? Yeah, I think um, probably the one driver at this point in time is really to look at your body weight and see what you can do to maintain a healthier body weight. Um, we now have 14 cancers that have been linked to body weight. And unfortunately, many of those cancers, the incidence is continuing to rise as the rates of obesity rise. Um, and then in terms of diet, I think the big message is think about the pattern of eating, not a magic food or a magic nutrient that's gonna protect you, but rather looking at your overall eating pattern and making sure that you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables, plant-based diets that are lower in fat and saturated fat and higher in fiber. Do we know yet how COVID-19 has affected lifestyles in terms of the factors that matter for things like cancer prevention? Yeah, so, you know, there is absolutely an interplay between COVID and cancer. It probably has most to do with the fact that both of these um, exposures or diseases affect the immune system and our response to them and how we come out of them can be largely driven by how healthy our immune system is. And in fact, our immune system's health is largely driven by what we eat and how physically active we are. Uh, what research are you working on right now? We have a study we've just finished in 1,200 ovarian cancer survivors across the nation where we're waiting for the statisticians to finish the analysis. But that was a 24-month telephone-based lifestyle intervention. And we're trying to show that survivors who follow this intervention will have a better prognosis after ovarian cancer, which is a, a more lethal cancer. And we really need to do more to help survival in that group. What kind of intervention are you talking about? There? So the lifestyle interventions that we use are both diet and physical activity. Um, and then sometimes they'll also introduce issues like stress management and sleep management, which also impact our body weight and our overall health and well-being. So the diets tend to be, as I mentioned, promoting a lot of vegetables, fruit, fiber, um, lean protein sources, and, and an overall quality pattern of eating. Um, for physical activity, you have to work with the individual survivor to see what they can tolerate. Um, many of our ovarian cancer patients will adapt their um, activity to try and deal with things like peripheral neuropathy that may emerge after treatment. Um, the actual physical activity goals usually are step goals where we're trying to get them to that kind of magical 10,000 steps a day, but basically to get them to 30 minutes of physical activity, moderate physical activity every single day, if possible. Um, and then just teaching people not to be so sedentary, to spend less time sitting in chairs, sitting on the couch, laying down, and really get people up and moving as much as possible to move away from that 
sedentary lifestyle that many of us have become accustomed to. Now, even if you follow all the guidelines, there's no guarantee that you won't get cancer. Do these help if you do get cancer? Yes, absolutely. One of the things that's becoming increasingly clear is when we look at the diets of individuals who are diagnosed with cancer, those who have a healthier diet, who are more physically active, who are non-smokers, who have lower alcohol consumption, that pattern of healthy lifestyles actually is prognostic. It improves outcomes for cancer patients. Well, thank you for joining us, Cynthia. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.